NBA Strayer. How are you going? How you going? I hope you're right. Friday, March 1st, pinching a punch for the first day of the month. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a guy. Uh, the host of AFL Today. Also this. You can also see me on Fox Sports Live NBA. All the good stuff here in Larry Armour Studios. Hanging out, giving you the lowdown. All things NBA with a dash Australia. Speaking of which, Patty Mills. Our beloved Patty Thrills was waived by the now-hated Atlanta Hawks. You just made the list. Uh, Wemby went off. Defensive player of the year, question mark. We got a finals replay. Miami came flying back. Uh, we had a weekend preview uh, for you as well in today's show, which is a very good one. Uh, we've also got all the game rest from today. We've got that's not a knife. I would made no- Did I just say, oh, that's another knife? <laughs> I'm doing a Mario impersonation. It's good. Uh, all made, all the made the nomads. Spot of the night and better than Alonzo Ball. Alonzo. Anyway, uh, we've got some Yanazi on the repeat of the day. Now, back take, yes, we were serving up a five girl take. There is a Shane Hill shooter, shoot, shoot your shot, let them up award. And it's uh, about it. Big preview for the weekend. So we might actually fly through today's show. We'll see how we go. It should be good. Jim, you always say that, and then it ends up being a very long show anyway. Yes, well, that's how it goes. Let's get into it. Episode 1044 of NBA Australia. Let's go! G'day, this is Andrew Gaze, and you're listening and watching NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better. Chuck better watch out for the Instagram attack as well. Uh, some fun stuff on Inside the NBA today where they were uh, getting Chuck all riled up with Instagram DMs and gear. I enjoyed Shaq also dunking him going, Hey Chuck, make sure you always put the hashtag OnlyFans on it. <laughs> it's pretty good. That's a good joke. Like getting someone old who doesn't use the internet... And going, oh, what you need to do is put the hashtag OnlyFans on the end of what you do. That's just, oh, woo-wee. Don't mind it. That's pretty funny. Uh, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Show with the daily. Oh, today whip around Jim. Yes, that's right. With some news. We'll start right there. Patty Thrills. Patty Mills. Dogged by the boys, but not to his own detriment, which is nice. Patty Thrills. Patty Mills is waved by the Atlanta Hawks. They never quite knew how to use him, and even with Trey Young injured, they still didn't know what was going on. Quinn Snyder should know better. He spent years with Jingling Joe Ingles up there in Utah, and here we are. Quinn Snyder shooting himself in the foot by getting rid of Patty. What are you doing, you dummy? You've gone and cooked it. It's a goddamn shame. Uh, we'll talk about Patty again later. Got a couple of ideas on where he should go. Mook Morris, he also got cut by the Spurs, so he can go sign. And this is obviously the key aspect of why uh, the players, these veterans were waived, is that it's the last day they can do it when those players can then go on to sign with the team and still be eligible for the playoffs. So, Paddy, Mook, off you go. Good job. The Hornets are hiring, uh, what is he, 35-year-old Jeff Peterson as their top executive from Brooklyn. 
Uh, I believe I sat behind him a couple of times in Brooklyn. Sure. And uh, it's very much a new approach by the Hornets, like the new Hornets owners, right? They're like, yeah, Jordan just hired the guy who ran the Lakers and then sort of ran the Lakers into the ground and uh, we was then fired by the Lakers. We're going to get someone different. And so that's what they've done, which is pretty cool. I don't mind that. The problem is, like, are they going to have enough, I don't know, patience to see this out? So, look, that's pretty cool. He's, what is it, Rick Schnall and Glabe Plotkin, the new owners. And it's like, yep, cool. We're going to piss the old bloke off, bring in the new young gun, and you're like, this is fun. So, have at it, Peterson. It's pretty fun. He was also uh, there... I love that. So Peterson was an intern at the Hawks ages ago and rose all the way from intern to assistant GM. Oh, not bad, man. Not bad at all, eh? So pretty cool. Uh, Otherwise, that's kind of about it for the news. There wasn't a giant amount else going on today. So uh, we could probably just get stuck. I'll just make sure that there was nothing I missed. Uh, Yeah, that's basically it. Oh, Joel Embiid. He... That's right. They were basically like, yeah, I want to... He's like, oh, yeah, I want to come back before the end of the season. That's the plan, he said. Obviously, everything has to go right as far as getting healthy and being as close as I'm supposed to be. But, yeah, that's the plan. Then he wants to return to the Sixers before the end of the regular season. So, it's like, oh, yeah. No shit. Uh, This is apparently the No Shit podcast brought to you by No Shit. Yeah, he wants to come back and play. All All There you go. Right. With that all said, let's do some game raps. Game raps, 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 game raps. Game raps, that's right. Weird games today. Like the Warriors, Knicks, with half the Knicks out, was a bit of a fizz. Houston Phoenix was kind of fun down the stretch as Houston furiously mounted a comeback. Same with Miami against Denver. And then it took everything from the Lakers to get by the Wiz. So weird day. But uh, first cap off the rack, Milwaukee just shit pumped uh, Charlotte once more. They just got straight killed, I'll tell you. So he got straight killed. 111.99. Uh, yeah, Giannis said 24, 10, and 5. Beasley hit five threes. Dame was pretty good, 17, 6, and 2. Hit three of six from downtown. Lopez actually got a few uh, threes to drop as well. Three, seven from downtown for the big fella. 14 and 10 for Bobby Portis as well. The Hornets. Yeah, this team's pretty bad. Um, the Trey, the T-Man, uh, Two-man vibes have sort of slowly worn off. He was minus 16 today. He had nine points. 21 for Spindles Miller. Still coming along nicely, but he shot 8 of 21. And 15 and 10 for Miles Bridges. He's still a dickhead, and he's 6 of 18. So, whatever. Grant Williams loves his resurgence. 17, 5, and 3. Are you playing with no expectations, Grant? Yes. Are you crushing it? Also, yes. Charlotte, 15 and 44. Milwaukee, now 39 and 21. Not bad. They miss out on the... uh, That's four straight wins. For the Bucks, but they have missed the Phil Jackson 40-20 mark. So. Orlando fought back and beat the pants off the Utah Yaz. It's a soft J. They were down in the third quarter and then sort of came roaring back. Jordan Collins, that's a Tyler Cocktail at 19 and 10. He had 18 and 3 for Lowry. He's been a little bit off the boil over the last, like, I don't know, since basically the All-Star break. Uh, he had 19 for both the Sex Man and Keontae George. They both shot 5 of 12, which is kind of neat. Nine assists for Conte George as well. No Walker Kessler and Jordan Jeremy Clarkson went two or ten. 
So, yeah, Cooks. Pat Obankara, yeah, 29, 9, and 6. He was really good, but he had six turnovers. 14 for Franz Wagner, hello, had six assists as well. 15 for Suggs, who hit four threes, including a big one late that sort of just basically shield the deal. Jingles against his old team, five points, two assists. Not bad. On your Jingles. Uh, otherwise, good win for the Magic. It took a bit for them to get by them because the Yaz was still leading, I think, going into the fourth quarter. And uh, Magic sort of ran over the top of them. So that was nice. 16 to 37 from downtown for the Yaz. Good win for the Magic men. I love them. 27 and 33 now the Yaz. Orlando, 34 and 26. Atlanta got shit pumped. So he got straight killed. By the Nets. What? 124.97. Oh, geez. Jim, was this the same Nets yesterday that you were shitting on? Yes. Yes, it was. They actually hit some shots, though. Makes a big difference when, like, I don't know, your basketball players play good basketball. For the Hawks, you had DeJunte Murray, 28, 6, and 5. Bogdan Bogdanovich, 4 of 13 for 11 points. Blah. Jalen Johnson had a rough one, too. 5 of 12 for 14. Big Deke Bay, 2 of 9. Kobe Bufkin, love him. 5 of 11 for 12 points. DeAndre Hannah had 12 as well, but don't know. Just saying. Probably room for Patty Thrills there. No Ben Simmons for the Nets as well. Uh, Saw left leg. <laughs> Pause. Cam Johnson, 7-11 from downtown. He had 29. That's his best game of the season. And you're like, geez, why are the Nets shit, Jim? It's like, yeah, because he's been goddamn dog crap since he got paid. Day that much. 23 for Dennis Schroeder. I am German Rondo in one of his revenge games against his many other teams. But 23-8-7. Love that. Uh, what else? 15 for Miles Bridges. There's a dude who's just fucking like, I don't know, goes on like Nick's podcast and shits on the nets and you're like, ah, yeah, good job, everybody. Uh, 11 for Lonnie Walker, Dennis Smith Jr. with 10 and 12 for the big man. Day run sharp. Not bad. 22 of 46 they went from three of the nets. Helps when Schroeder and Cam Johnson hit 12 between them on 18 attempts. Good job. Uh, this is actually a bit of a dogfight between these two teams, and they play again on the weekend, Atlanta and Brooklyn, uh, for that last play-in spot. Now, obviously, Trey Young out for Atlanta for a little while yet, another three weeks. The Nets, with that win, that's the old double win because it's now 26-23. to 23. They are, I believe, three games behind the Hawks. Yeah, 26-33 to 23-36, the Nets. Nets are really going to pull the finger out and get a wriggle on a day to catch this uh, Hawks team. But another win on the weekend will make a big difference. Anyway, good win. They needed that because they've looked fucking horrible. Golden State ran over the top of the New York Knickerbockers of New York City. Big, flashy, fun start by uh, Steph Curry. You might have heard of him. He's pretty good. 110-99, they end up winning. And uh, the Knicks just... Too injured and just really sort of lacking. Like Brunson was really good, 27, 5, and 5. He had 14 points, 18 rebounds, and 7 assists for Josh Hart. But he shot 4 of 17. Brutal. 16 for Dante DiVincenzo. 2 of 12 from downtown from him as well. So if you've got Josh Hart, for one, going 4 of 17 from the floor, and then Dante DiVincenzo going 6 of 21 overall and 2 of 12 from 3, yeah, you're cooked, mate, because, I don't know, I'm no math magician, but going 10 of 38 between your starting, like, other backcourt dudes apart from Jalen Brunson, yeah, you're fucked. That's what happened. Miles McBride had 14, but still. Not enough for the Knickerbockers without OG and Randall 
and the other Mitchell Robinson. Uh, for the Warriors, though, Steph was on a heat out. He hit eight threes. He had 31 points and 11 rebounds, and that was kind of nice. 25 and 8 for Johnny Cumbuck at Kaminga, though. He was bloody good. Clay had 16 points, hit 4 of 10 from 3-2. And Chris Paul, 11 points, 4 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals in MSG. Good win for the Warriors. I tipped them pretty handily to win this one. They win it by 11, and that sort of never felt like in danger after that first quarter. So there you go. Checks out. Uh, what else we had? Oh, geez. The San Antonio Banderas Spurs kicked up piss. That's right. So he got straight killed. Out of the Oklahoma City Thunders. What? You had Chet versus Wemby. What did I say yesterday? Alien versus Predator. It's the opposite of that. It's the two stick insects. Whoever wins, we still win because it's fun. Uh, Chet at 23-7-5, but also got his shit blocked by Wemby a couple of times. Uh, J-Dub at 26-6-3, 31 for SGA because that's just what he does. He wakes up and gets 31 points. Giddy was horrible. Two points in 18 minutes. He shot one of five. They chucked in Isaiah Joe, who hit four threes. Uh, Jalen Williams had six and two, but there was fuck all else off that bench. And they even tried the Gordon Hayward thing, and uh, it didn't go great. Minus seven, 0 of three from the floor, 12 minutes, zero points. Thanks for coming, Gordon. Daddy's always happy. Anyway, 9 of 31 from three. And that was always the problem with the Thunder. It always felt like they needed that extra shooter. Like, Hayward ideally kind of is that, but Isaiah Joe hits four threes and they still got fuck all else. Bit of a rough one. Spurs! Devin Vassell was good, 28 and 9. That's pretty cool. Jeremy Sohan, 21 and 10. Not bad. 13 for Zach Collins. To go with five rebounds. Five. I don't care! Wemby! Wemby! 28 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals, and 5 blocks. Hit 5 of 7 from downtown. Guess what? He's going to pop up again later. 19 of 39 they went from downtown as a team. The Spurs were 11 and 48 and beat a team that's 41, that was 41 and 17, is now 41 and 17. Absolutely unreal. That was for the Spurs. 132-118. Big win. Came from fucking the clouds to just run over the top of the thunder. Watching this, you're just like, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Oh, fuck. Wemby just deleted them. That's what he did. Sohan was very, very handy, hitting 3-6 from 3 as well. And uh, 17-6-8 for uh, Trey Jones. Not bad. Uh, good win, Spurs. I mean, does it doesn't really impact their sort of tanking, so... You'll take it. Uh, what else did we have? We had a few other games. Oh, is that right, Jim? Were there basketball games? Yeah, Phoenix beat Houston 110-105 uh, in what was eventually a really fun game. It wasn't originally. Like, Houston was getting the shit kicked out of them once more and came sort of flying back at them in the fourth quarter. Uh, Jabari Smith had 11-16. and 16. He had five fouls, though. 21 for Fred Van Vliet, the fight in Van Vliet's with five assists. But the big one for me was Jalen Green. Finally stepped up and had a really fucking good game. 34 points, three steals, five rebounds, two assists and four turnovers. Classic Jalen Green, but he did go 7 of 17 from downtown. About time. Shot 10 of 28 overall, though. Yep. (laughs) It's like the dude is just so wildly inefficient. It's just every game is a kick in the dick. 14 and 8 for Cam Whitmore, but he shot 5 of 14 from the floor. Rock'em, sock'em, block'em, jock'em, Landale, though. Damn bloody-tastic against his old team. Eight and six, he's going to pop up. We're doing the Australian player watch. But the Suns, look, they rode a really big bookie game, 35-7-3 from him. He hit six threes 
And KD at 24-7-6. 16 for Yusuf Nurekicholol to go with 13 rebounds for Bosnian Beer. Royce O'Neal hit three threes. Uh, Grayson Allen went 2-9, all of which from downtown. But still, they were enough, and they just held on. Suns moved to 35-24. and 24. Rockets flip it up in reverses, 35-34, and, 20, uh, 25 and 34, basically. Nuggets heat, a replay of last year's finals. Nuggets hold on 103-97 after blowing what was a 16-point lead in the fourth quarter. Great job, Denver. You'd hate to have bet on them. Uh, but I did pick the heat yesterday plus six and a half, so they actually hit it. Uh, so, yeah, lucky if you went with the heat with my tip as opposed to the Nuggets. Uh, bam, was really good down the stretch. 22-8 and eight for him, 21-7 and seven for Jimmy Butler. He shot 7-17, to 17, but just late, was right there, everywhere in their face. Duncan Robinson, I'd like to have a beer with Duncan. He only had 12 points, but he had three rebounds, three assists, and three steals. 13 for Caleb Martin with nine rebounds. Terry Rousey went one of eight from three for 19 points. Got to the line, did a little bit of everything. Um, but without Tyler, there goes my hero. Starter Nikola Jovic just wasn't quite enough in the tank to get over the top. And the Jaime Hawkes had a rough one, one of five for him for three points. The Nuggets, though, this was the MPJ show. They lose Jamie Jamal Murray to a twisted ankle. Uh, not great for him. 6.3 assist in the first half. And then 18 for KCP in the end. 4 of 8 from 3. MPJ, 30 points, 11 rebounds. Love it. Two blocks, two steals, three assists, 4 of 10 from 3. And Nikola Jokic had 11 rebounds, 7 assists, and 18 points. Aaron Air Gordon, 16 and 9. Denver, beating Miami. Wouldn't read about it. Except for when you do. I'll tell you what, Reggie Jackson, Peyton Watson, Christian Brown, uh, Ben still leaves a little bit to be desired. At least Justin Holiday was handy today with six points, but geez. 103 97. Denver moved to 41 and 19, 24 and 5 at home. They just grind out a game like this, though, right? On, the, on a back to back against a tough team that'll make you fucking earn every little bit. Denver just went, that's ah, cool. <laughs> We're down a starter. Doesn't matter. Absolutely unreal. Miami, 33-26 and 26 now. And then finally, it took everything from the Lakers to get by the Washington Wizards. What? Yep. It was gross. 134-131 in overtime uh, because your man's, yep, Jordan Poole went ham. He had 34 points off the bench for the Wiz, seven assists. Also took some of the worst-looking shots you'll ever see in the overtime and at the end of regulation. Nothing quite like a step-back Fucking weird shit shot over the top of an outstretched LeBron James at the end of regulation for the win. Just get to the cup. It's a tie game. You don't need three. What are you doing, you idiot? Anyway, 34 points for him. He was really good for most of it. 5 of 12 from downtown. Just some shockers late. Uh, yeah, 20, 10 and 4 for Kyle Kuzma and 23 and 4 from Bags. 15 and 15 as well as a brutal foul on LeBron for Denny Avdija. Just, they got the, uh, the fucking silly refs out there trying to dog the Lakers again, which is pretty funny. Uh, calling a block on LeBron, and everyone's like, you're taking the piss, mate. Denny Avdija basically gave me a forearm shiver to fuck him off. And, and Denny's at the, what the, what's his problem? Huh? 15, 5, and 5 for him. 15, 15, and 5 for him. God. Coming along in leaps and bounds, he is. Corey Kispert also had 20. Uh, but for the Lakers, 40, 15, and 4 for Anthony Davis. LeBron James had 31, 4, and 9. Uh, what is he, nine points away from the 40,000-point club or whatever it is? It's kind of cool. 12 for Austin Reeves with the game tire, I think it was. It's pretty good. Not bad. Does a good job. Uh, and 22 for D'Lo at 4 of 11 from downtown, but 9 of 21 overall. 
get to the like line once, D'Angelo. Outside of that, you had Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer have ten and three, eight for Rui Hachimura. They only went eight of twenty-three from downtown to the Lakers. The Wizards went seventeen of forty-one. And my usual math magician rule of if you double up the other team and made threes, you're probably going to win. Not if you allow the other team to shoot fifty-two and a half percent from the floor. <laughs> and turn the ball over four more times. Oh boy, bit of a rough one. Wizards nine and fifty. Los Angeles Lakers of Los Angeles, California are 33 and 28. And uh, I'll tell you what, Lakers are now, what, three of their last five, uh, six of their last, I want to say, eight. It's pretty good. And then even on top of that, probably nine of their last four, 13. Not bad. Looking pretty good, I guess. Are you afraid of them? We'll talk about that in a second. Because, without further ado, let's do the NBA Story of Pre-Performance of the Night. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Oh, man, Anthony Davis is pretty good today. So is Devin Booker, eh? 30 for Michael Porter Jr. is good. I don't care, Wembenyama! Comes the fuck on, Jimmy. I love this shit. So he grabs the mic after the game. is like, go Spurs, go. I fucking love this shit. Oh, this is the great, excuse my French, pardon more French, but I am French, huh? Hey, <laughs> 28 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists, 5 blocks, 2 steals, 5 or 7 from 3. Wemby, the first player in NBA history to have 25 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 5 blocks and 5 made threes in a game. You better believe that's a knife. And it's French. Spud of the night. Spud, 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 Oh, we had a few spuds today. The homie Dario Saracho of three. Mr. Garrison Matthews, O of four. Borian Bogdanovich, my good friend for the Knickerbockers, O of seven. Including O of four from downtown with three rebounds and assist and a turnover. Uh, both Pods and Claxton went one of six. He had two of ten for Jordan Jeremy Clarkson, as I mentioned. Josh Hart couldn't buy a fucking bucket. Four of 17 for him, but he did have the 18 rebounds and seven assists. Uh, so a bit of a rough one there. But in terms of other spuds out there, there was a few. I mean, yeah, Johnny Davis got 0 of three. Remember him? Erstwhile Washington wizard, Johnny Davis. Oh, geez. Uh, and this, the sort of base, like, yeah, the couple of weird... Was it Jalen Green with the? It's hard to like say that a bloke who had thirty four points was a bit of a spud, but shooting ten of twenty eight, like you're taking the piss at that point, aren't you? Still not bad. But I would like to thank two of his Houston Rockets teammates. Why is that, Jim? Well, it's because they hit the magic number. Because Jabari Smith Jr. and Dylan Brooks both shot. <laughs> A dream of juice. Have you ever made out in the dark hallway? Yeah, they shot 311. You little ripper. We're back, baby. Love that. All right, who was old mate? No mates, however. Old mate, no mate. 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 Who's got no mates today? Well, it sounds like everyone fucking hates Daryl Morey. 
Uh, geez, Jimmy, you talk about China? Nah, it just seems like everybody hates him. Chris Paul was also told that he wasn't going to get traded. He literally, Chris Paul was like, yeah, I go over to the gym to work out. Daryl calls me. He says, oh, I'll just call on you to make sure you didn't want to go to OKC. I was like, nah, why are I going to move 15 people to Houston? He was like, all right, just making sure. He was like, I would never trade you somewhere you didn't want to go because you came, to, you chose to come to us from the Clippers. CP3 goes on to say, I chose to go to Houston from LA. I'm at the house chilling. I was on the phone with Jada. And next thing you know, the alert said that I was getting traded OKC. Then my phone started ringing. It was Daryl calling. So I don't know. Daryl was like, hey, man, it just moved so fast. I said, it's all good. I just want you to tell me one thing. You said you wasn't going to trade me, right? He said, yeah, I said that. But I said, all right, that's all I need to know. <laughs> wow. Daryl Morey is a liar, says James Harden in that video. Chris Paul hates Daryl Morey. Everybody hates Daryl. Just ask anybody. Wow. That's definitely some old mates, no mates shit when like players are just like, yeah, this guy fucking sucks, man. <laughs> and they're not afraid to like just fucking air it out. Love that. Pantsing of the night. Ah, uh, Wemby blocking the absolute shit out of fellow giant tall insect man, Chet Holmgren. It was beautiful. Chet's like, I've never been blocked in my life. Check this. Oh, shit. It was brutal, it's beautiful, and it's amazing. Go check it out. Who was better than Lonzo Ball? Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you will get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. You're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. I'll tell you that much. Cam Johnson, it was very nice to see him actually have a good game. 29 points, a season high for him. 7-11 from 3, 10-15 overall. Chet, obviously, uh, drafted... Lower in the order than Alonzo Ball. A 23-7-5, one block outing. But how about Johnny Kumbuck at Kaminga? 25-8, 2-2-2 on 12-19 shooting in the garden against the Knickerbockers. Big game from Kumbucket. And today, all three of those are better than Alonzo Ball. All right, what about the magic tweet of the day? What a touching moment for me to surprise Nicole Avant, daughter of Clarence and Jacqueline Avant, during her interview. The Avant family truly has a special place in my heart, and it was such a joy to give Nicole her well-deserved flowers for the release of her new book, Think You'll Be Happy? Moving Through Grief with Grit, Grace, and Gratitude. Flowers emoji, as well as some photos of magic surprising her. Ah, what do we say? Thanks, magic. It's great. I had such a great time on the J-Hud show. I was one of Jennifer's first guests on her show in 22, and I'm so proud of her and the success of her show being renewed for a third season. Thanks, Magic. I love that he's out there supporting his friends. As if having Magic Johnson as a mate wouldn't be the coolest fucking thing ever. <laughs> just, he's just so positive. You'll love it. And not just that sort of positive. All right. Uh, dickhead of the week. Dickhead of the Week! Uh, I'm still getting over emo Jimmy Butler being in the Fallout Boy uh, film clip for their new horrible song, which just sucks. I'm just... They're all dickheads. And they're like, oh, no big deal, just changing our name to Ballout Boy. And you're like, oh, fucking... I'm just going to run my fucking head into this brick wall a couple of times. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) All right, we'll do some ENRs right after this. 
This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. Let's do some ENRs brought to you by the NBA Australia shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Yeah, do it. NBAAustralia.com slash shop or just click through on the socials and away you go. Get a hoodie, get a t-shirt, get a stubby holder, get a coffee mug. I've only got a couple of them. They're just behind me over there. Uh, right, some ENRs. We had a couple of good ones from Chuck. Uh, just dunking on sort of everybody, which is always fun. Charles Barkley just letting loose is just one of the great things. Uh, he also was just out there saying, I'm sick of these fools on other networks talking about the Lakers and the Warriors. We don't brag about any other play-in team, do we? I understand Steph is great, LeBron is great, ain't nobody worried about the Warriors and the Lakers in the West. Is Chuck right? Yeah, nah. Nah. Like, teams will be worried about the Warriors and the Lakers. Because those top four teams in the West, we've talked about this time and time again, right? It's like a big, weird combination of really awesome, experienced teams at the top of the West and some wildly young, inexperienced teams. The top four. So remember, obviously, the play-in, you've got the 7-8 matchup. So at the moment, the Lakers are a game and a half behind the Kings out of the eight spot, and the Warriors are half game behind the uh, Lakers. So you've got the Wolves, the Thunder in the 1-2. So... There's a game and a half down to the, from the Wolves down to the Nugs, and then the Clippers have now slipped back a bit because they've lost a couple on the trot. The Nugs have won five straight, right? So you have these moments where the Clippers are like, yeah, we're probably fine playing in the four spot. We'll kick the fucking shit out of the Suns. Uh, but the Thunder would be sitting there going, okay, so if the Lakers jump into the eight spot and beat the Pelicans or the Mavs or the Kings or whoever ends up in seven, the Thunder would be like, oh, man, we don't want to play the Lakers. <laughs> but at the same time, the Thunder wouldn't be afraid of them. But if the Warriors jumped up there, I think the Thunder would be like, ah, oh, this is going to be a bit of a pain. Because I think, what, you've seen the Lakers win seven of their last ten. The Warriors have won eight of their last ten. They're both playing pretty bloody well. So we're not talking about the Chicago Bulls or the Atlanta Hawks in the 9-10 spot in the East because both those teams are shit and literally no one's afraid of them. The only one people who are afraid of them are their own fans. Like, fucking stop winning. It's tank, tank. But yeah. So I actually don't agree with uh, Chuck there. I think they're fascinating stories because they're two really fucking good teams. Like, the Warriors won the title two years ago. The Lakers were in the Western Conference Finals last year. Like, what are we doing? You know? Come on, man. Um, anyway. We have got a good one as well. Matty O, Wemby will be the defensive goat. Yeah, nah. Nah. I I think Wemby's awesome, obviously. He's leading the league in blocks is one of my favorite bets preseason. Happy I'm on that one already. Defensive goat is a hard one because you think about what he can do, what he can cover, how big is he going to get, are people going to figure out to, like ways to get around him. I just more worry about, like, defensive goat. His longevity. Like, we've just seen dudes that size. Like, 
Hakeem Olajuwon was a fucking all-round, absolute dominating weapon. Rudy Gobert, same sort of vibe. But they're also sort of built a bit differently to Wemby, right? Where they're super athletic and, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Wemby with the defensive goat just because I can't bank on a seven foot twenty French dude staying healthy his entire career and having like a long enough peak. It's only my problem, so I'm going to say nah. Right, but can Paddy help a contender? Yeah, nah. Yes, he's Paddy fucking thrills Mills. Of course he can help a contender. Which one would he help out the most? Uh, I'll tell you what, there are a couple of teams that could use a bit of a steady hand at the point. The New Orleans Pelicans, they would fucking love and would very much benefit from having a Patty Thrills there. I'll tell you what, another good one would be Denver Nuggets could use another gunner off the bench. They really could. Load up on Aussies Denver and uh, take they'll take you to the uh, promised land. Don't worry about that. But the thing is, like, out west, there's not a giant amount sort of else, right? So it's kind of weird. Like, the Nuggets would be kind of good, I think. The Suns, actually, because we know that Kevin Durant literally came out the other day and was like, oh, Patty's fucking awesome, man. And you're like, yeah. So so maybe the Suns, the Nugs, the Pals, and then in the east... There's a lot more. The Bucks could always use more scoring off the bench. They des- actually fucking desperately need that. The Cavs, just because, look, just anyone else that can put the fucking ball in the bucket, that'd be very handy for them. Uh, breaking case of emergency kind of stuff. The Sixers always, always, always need scoring. Uh, the Magic, though. I love the Magic one because you can just pair him up with Jingling Joe Ingles and away you go. How about the Knicks? I kind of feel like the Knicks could really use Patty Thrills too. The other one is, if he's not going to go to a contender, just bring him home. Send him to San Antonio. Come on, Pop. Do the right thing. Give Wemby Patty and let him loose. But the thing is, the unpopular opinion of the day, the unpopular opinion of the day, it is. Now look at me, please. Look at me. 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 If... Paddy doesn't get offered a gig somewhere where he's going to get at, like at least consistent-ish minutes, right? Where they're like, look, Paddy, we'll give you 10, 15 minutes every couple of games and away we go. Paddy should bounce to Europe and just get some fucking game time under his belt before Paris, right? He really should. God bless him. I fucking love Paddy Thrills. But if Atlanta aren't going to roll him out there when they're in a dogfight to stay in the fucking play-in, like... If the Denver Nuggets sort of roll the ball over his way and go, what do you reckon, Patty? We basically have Reggie Jackson and then fuck all else sort of guards coming off our bench, apart from maybe Christian Brown, Christian Brown. Uh, But they could use a veteran sort of backup guard. There's also, as I mentioned, right, like the Suns. Because when, so today they didn't have Eric Gordon up against his old team. And then you're like, ah, oh, this is just a lot of Saban Lee. They've got Teo Maladon. You can't tell me that Teo Maladon is on that team and Paddy Thrills couldn't help them out a little bit fucking more than it did not play coach's decision, Teo Maladon. Let's go, Paddy. So if he doesn't get that sort of like, all right, Paddy, we're going to bring you in. You're going to be the world's greatest teammate, but we're also going to play you a little bit. For the sake of the boomers, I wonder if Paddy himself goes, actually, yeah, fuck this. I might just go play in Europe. But all that said... How about this one for an Outback Takehouse? 
It's Friday, and out back, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah. Four for one, TGIF, oil drum cans full of icy cold Foster's Lager. That's right, the cans are as big as your fucking head, full of icy cold Foster's Lager. It's definitely not horse piss. Definitely not. And it's only at Outback, and it goes great with today's Flame Grill Take. Today's Flame Grill Take is, if the Orlando Magic solve their point guard woes by picking up Paddy Thrill's mills, not only are they winning at least a round in the playoffs, the Boomers are going to win gold. Because Paddy and Jingles will have months to cook up schemes to go out there and beat the piss out of the Spanish and the bloody Americans. Only at Outback. Watch out, America. Watch out. That's maybe why Adam Silver made them kick him to the curb. Question mark. There's your Outback, ta- outback Takehouse. Adam Silver. Absolutely submarining every chance Australia has to win gold this season. Uh, let's take a very, very brief break and be back with the Australian Player Watch right after this. This is Shane Hill, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do it. Australian player watch. Uh, did not play Box Hill Benny against Atlanta with his left leg soreness. I sort of talked about how it was a bit weird that he played the other day, but yeah, it's all right. No Paddy Thrills in that same game, obviously, because he was waived by Atlanta this morning. Dogs. Uh, Josh Giddy, the mop-top mumba, the Weepix kid. He was not good in that game. 18 minutes, 1 of 5 from the floor. 0 of 3 from downtown. Two points. Two rebounds, two assists, and one turnover. It was not pretty. As I said, though, they went, right, we need more shooting. And it's like, this is against goddamn, like, San Antonio. We're just getting fucking cooked, mate. Not great. Not great. Just saying. Anyway. Uh, Rock'em, sock'em, block'em, jock'em, Landau, the rooster. Against his old team, the Phoenix Suns showed up and showed out 10 minutes and Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landau had eight points and six rebounds in ten minutes to go with two blocks. Absolutely kicked the crap out of his old team. And that is the most amount of points that Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landau has scored all season. That's right, it's a season high for the Jock'em, Rock'em, Block'em, Landau. Eight points, six rebounds, two blocks. Kicked some ass, took some names in only ten bloody minutes. Legend. Uh, and finally, Jingling Joe Ingles against his old team as well. Just a bit of a revenge day. 14 minutes against the Yaz. Five points, two of four from the floor, one or two from downtown, and two assists. On your Jingling Joe Ingles. All right, what about a Shane Hill shooter, shoot, shoot your shot, let him up award? Are you healed? Are you healed? Praise the Lord, I'm healed. Praise the Lord, for I'm healed. It is the Shane Hill. Shoot his shoot. Shoot your shot, light him up award. All right, this one's just Steph Curry because, God, look, I saw him play against the Knicks 2013, 2014 in MSG. Shredded, absolutely shredded. It was fucking gnarly. He's now, I believe, won nine straight games at the Garden, which is unreal. He ends up with 31 points, 11 rebounds, and eight made threes. It's just... It's just silly, bro. (laughs) Like... What are we doing? He just goes out and drops eight threes, and you're like, you're fucking taking the piss. He's pretty good. 
pretty, pretty good. He and Cumbucket combined for 56 points. The rest of the Warriors had 54 today. So he hit like this big, big three where it's just like, come on, man. Like just as the Knicks were sort of threatening right at the end of the fourth quarter and just killed him. So good on him. They were they were up like 14 to zero and 20 to four. Off after, like the Knicks just couldn't score. It's hilarious. Good on him. All right, let's do a Patty Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. This one might hurt you fucking ah. Let's have a look. See what Patty says today. I hope he's all right. One new post. We're beyond excited to welcome a new legend to our family. Patty Mills is now owner of the Brisbane Breakers Pro Pickleball team. Uh, that's just the post that he had this morning. <laughs> Oh, no, two days ago. So he hasn't posted anything about the Hawks. That fucking sucks. Oh, well, Paddy. Paddy, Paddy with the good hair. Hopefully he's all right. A bloke who puts, like, that much stock in, like, loyalty and, you know, being a good bloke, to get cut by the fucking Hawks, you'd be like, yeah, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. <laughs> Let's do some game previews for the entire weekend. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jim. How's it all going? Fucked. I'm just too busy at work. And, uh, yeah. Just fucking too much going on. Fuck all. Back up. You know, just all this sort of shit. Overworked. All the good gear. Not sleeping. Uh, Cleveland at Detroit. I'm going to go Detroit plus nine and a half. Cleveland have been a little bit wonky of late. Uh, there was the Cavs game where you're like, ah, uh, I know that you keep winning a bunch of these games, but you also keep blowing random ones. Like they lost that shit game in double overtime to the Bulls yesterday, right? They beat the Mavs and the Wizard before that, but uh, I think they've lost three of the last five. They lost that weird one to the Magic, then the Sixers prior to that. I'm going to go Detroit just to give give them a bit of a run for their money. Nine and a half as well at home for Detroit. Yeah, I don't mind that. Got a bit of size. That made the Cavs guards work. Uh, Charlotte at Philly. I'm going to go actually the Sixers minus ten and a half here. Charlotte have been that bad and they're on a back-to-back in Philly. Even against like a decimated Philly team. I like the Sixers minus ten and a half. Maxine Harris will have a field day because it won't matter, right? So Tobias Harris is like, hey guys, uh, does this game matter? They're like, no. And he's like, all right, 32 points. <laughs> Hey, guys, is this a big spot? Yeah. So, okay, I got you. 12 points on 17 shots. You're like, fuck, Tobias. 35 million bucks for this guy. Dallas, Boston, what a game. This is an absolute cracker. I did a little preview for this one. Uh, Dallas plus eight and a half in Boston. I actually don't mind Dallas plus eight and a half. This is a weird one where you've got, like, both teams going, didn't you used to play for me? <laughs> Kyrie versus the Extreme Zingamil. And the Mavs are actually really good at covering the line on the road. I think they're 18 and 10 on the road so far this season. In Boston, Boston had uh, not a bad win, obviously. I mean, they've won, was it, nine straight. Uh, they are fucking rolling. Uh, they just got past, was it the, oh no, they smashed the sixes in the end. That's right. 18 points yesterday. I don't mind this being a bit of a shootout because it's two of the top seven offenses in the NBA. I think Dallas can hang with them a little bit. There's no D in Alice, uh, but... Boston have these games where they'll just go toe-to-toe and just keep making shots. I think Dallas can at least try to hang. So give me the eight and a half for Dallas on the road. Golden State at Toronto. Tricky one. I want to take Golden State, so I will. 
Minus two and a half at Toronto. Even with the Raptors sort of like not on a back-to-back and the Warriors perhaps like looking at maybe resting someone, they're playing really well. The defense is really good. I trust them more than I trust Toronto. Sorry, Raptors fans. Sacramento at Minnesota. The size of the Wolves should be a little bit too much for the Kings and just the Suvlaki King. Uh, So I will take the Wolves. Thank you. Minus six and a half. It'll be a fun game though. Actually, yeah, that'll be a really fun one. Wolves hosting the Kings. Six and a half. It does feel about right. I just can't see the Kings hanging with them, especially on defense. India at New Orleans, a replay of yesterday's game. I actually like the Pelicans to turn this one around and actually beat Indy. Indy have been covering a lot of games, though, so I don't mind Indy to actually stick with them a little bit. So I'll go Indy plus five and a half. The Pels leave me a little cold. Big run sort of at times yesterday. Indy ran over the top of them, so I just... I want to stick with Indy because they are covering at a rate that is a little bit ridiculous. The Pelicans, the lack of a point guard really hurts them, right? So yesterday they beat them 123-114, uh, the Pacers. I think the Pacers can beat them or at least keep this one close, if not beat them again. So I think that's where I sort of land. I'll go the Pacers plus five and a half because even if they lose this one, I think they'll keep it close. Portland go to Memphis. These are... Actually, two Portland-Memphis games on Saturday and Sunday. I think they split them. I think Memphis maybe win the first one. Portland maybe not entirely sure. So Memphis minus two and a half in the first one. And then I'll take Portland head-to-head on Sunday. Milwaukee minus three and a half against Chicago. The Bucks having just played today, but it was against Charlotte, which was basically a half a game off. Uh, Giannis played 33 minutes. Dane played 34. Didn't really matter. I think they'll be right. They'll go out and beat Chicago tomorrow, minus three and a half. Let's go the Bucks, And then the Clippers, minus 14 and a half against the, uh, the Wizards. Washington doing the dreaded LA double-double. I'm going to take the Clippers. You could give me as many points as you want, and I'm taking it. Sunday, Atlanta, Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn can win the back-to-back uh, games against the Hawks and really push their case for that 10 spot. Uh, Cam Johnson waking up and hitting shots is a big thing. I think we'll get a big Mikael Bridges game in this one too. Give me Brooklyn at home. Miami host Utah. I'm going to take the Yaz. Just a tougher, tougher team than the Jazz, especially at the moment. As mentioned, Portland in Memphis. Walking in Memphis, Portland. I'm taking the Blazers in the second game. I think on a back-to-back, they'll sort of wake up and go, hang on a second. Actually, though, maybe... Oh, maybe they've had a night out in Memphis the day before. Maybe they go out after the game. Ooh. Maybe I'll take Portland plus two and a half in the first game and then Memphis after they're hungover in the second one. Yeah. Portland have been fucking horrible as well of late. I think, what have they lost? It's like seven in a row. Might even be more. Nine in a row. Jesus. Portland plus two and a half in the first game, then Memphis to win the second one. All right, there we go. Flip it up and reverse it. We're working with hangovers here. That's what we're talking about. Denver, then take on the Lakers. I love this game. This is awesome. I think the Nuggets have won seven straight, so I'm going to take Denver to win. I'll take the Lakers to cover. Without Jam and Jamal Murray, the Nuggets, look, they run everything through the Joker anyway, but it's probably worth the Lakers sort of getting in there, covering the line, as long as they're underdogs, obviously. Uh, I'll take the Lakers at the line. Denver probably to win it. Houston, go to Phoenix again and play Phoenix again. Uh, the same as they did today. I'm going to take... Whew, I'll take Phoenix head-to-head. They're just too good for Houston. Houston are not very good anyway. Monday, Philly go to Dallas. Another very good game. I'm going to take Dallas at home against this, you know, 
Very thin Sixers team. Dallas will make it hard on themselves, so I'd probably back Philly at the line, though. Uh, Boston hosts Golden State on Monday. That's going to be awesome. I'll take the Celtics to beat the Warriors. That'll be fun. That'd probably mean like the Celtics are on an 11-game winning streak after that. Jesus. Minnesota hosts the Clippers. Awesome. How good is this? We're going to an awesome array on Monday. I'm going to take the Wolves over the Clippers. Just too big, too good. Orlando hosts Detroit. We'll take the Magic Men over the Pistons. They did it just the other day thanks to that Palo Bancaro game winner. I think they'll be too good again. Toronto hosts Charlotte. The Raptors should be too good for the Hornets. Cleveland hosts the Knicks. The Knicks have just got too many injuries. I think Cleveland will be too big and too deep. Indy. Go to San Antonio. You've got Miles Turner versus Wemby. I'll take the Pacers. Thank you very much. And then the Thunder. Take on the Lakers with the Lakers having just hosted Denver the night before. I like OKC in that one. And there you go. What a week. Uh, We'll be back on Monday. So, in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA NBA Australia on Twitter, Facey, IG, YouTube. You could be watching this one all the way through right now. It's being recorded. It'll be on YouTube. So do that. Follow across all the socials. But, of course, get around the AFL Today Show. If you like your AFL footy, boom. Your mate Jim is hosting the AFL Today Show. We'll have a bunch of stuff on the socials for that. And I believe the first uh, video is up on the YouTube for that one, too. So check it out. AFL Today Show. Uh, Get around NFL Australia, of course, with myself and Gaz and... You can chuck a rating review for Cricket Today, The Football Today, Apple Today, uh, Apple Today, AFL Today on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, whatever app you use on the Android phone, please do. It does help out heaps, especially AFL Today. Get around on the socials. We'll be doing heaps of shit. You'll see my ugly mug fucking all the time. Be pretty good. Get around NBAstraight.com slash shop and get your merch, get your merch. And of course, big thanks always go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out the new band House Hats as well as Joshua Delarintus, Fascinated Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa Sex Jedi, Grand 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 and Dozers for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J on Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia supports stream bands. So should you. All right, I reckon it's time for a well-earned tin. We'll close out with a cooking with Bainesy and we will catch you on Monday, you dickheads. Remember, this NBA Australia saying look after yourselves, would you? And have a good weekend. Letter us Cooking with Bainsey is filmed in front of a live studio audience. And now it's time for everyone's favorite Aussie cooking show. It is Cooking with Bainsey with your host, Aaron Bangers Bains. Oh, <laughs> all right, all right. Settle down, you lot. Come on, go. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, g'day, g'day. Oh, welcome to Cooking with Bainesy. I'm your host, Aaron Bangers Bains, eh? So, look, all right, settle down over there. <laughs> oh, look at you on your Margaret. All right, so in this here episode of Cooking with Bainesy, we're going to fang up one of my absolute favourite Australian dishes, one that's absolutely perfect for a night in or if you're having mates over. It is that absolute Aussie staple, bloody shrimp 
pad thai. That's right, pad thai is probably top five Aussie dishes all time, mate. I, I cook them at least twice a week. It's full of all the good stuff you need to keep up a physique like this one. There we go. Lots of protein and noodles and everything. It's bloody perfect. So all you need to do, it's bloody simple, mate. You go down to your soupy, you grab some pad thai noodles, some veggie oil, a thing of garlic, a couple of eggs, a bit of soy sauce, a lime, some brown sugar, a thing of fish sauce, a red chili, a bunch of spring onions, a bunch of coriander or cilantro, as these yanks call it over here, and like a handful of unsalted peanuts. Right, and then you go over to your fishmonger as well, as well Vasily is my bloke, and get a big bag of prawns and get in the shell them for you. You don't need the shells, mate. Come on, get rid of them. All right, so get all that and let's get started. All right, so you cook your noodles in a pot of boiling water for about 10 minutes. Then you drain them and chuck them over there. Then you bang two teaspoons of the veggie oil in your pan. Now you slice up and cook a clove of the garlic in, a, in there. Chuck that in there. There you go for a couple of minutes. And on the side, whisk up two eggs. There you go. Whisk them up all nice and smooth. Yeah, there you go. Now bang them in there. Just chuck them in that. Oh, look at that go. And when they're cooked, put them aside as well. And then in a bowl, you mix up your one and a half teaspoons of soy sauce your two tablespoons of lime juice, your two tablespoons of sugar, a teaspoon of your fish sauce, and about half of your red chili. All chopped up. Look at that. Nice. Chuck that all in there together and mix that all up in your bowl. Now cook your prawns. Just chuck them on there. You can probably cook them on your barbie if you want, but just put them in a pan. Doesn't matter. Now while you're doing that, grab a tin while they cook. Don't be a Nancy. And just wait until they're done. Oh, look at them cook. Oh, that is a beaut, isn't it? So once they're all done and cooked, pour all that sauce into your skillet with the scrambled egg bit, then chuck your noodles in and toss it around just to coat everything up. Sprinkle your spring onions that's all chopped up and your coriander and your peanuts. Just chuck them on top, toss it around a bit, and bam, you're done. Unbloody believable. Chuck a lime wedge on top of that, a bit of a cilantro or coriander along the top, and Bob is your bloody uncle, mate. Voila. Bam, you're done. An absolute bloody pearl of a pad thai. And look, you can fucking chuck chicken and shit in there as well if you want, but I go with the traditional Aussie recipe of prawns. And all right, how easy was that? That is an absolute beautiful looking batch of pad thai that your missus and the family will love. Now I reckon I'm going to go get stuck into these, eh? And uh, you know what? That's it for this week. Tune in next week for a new recipe, and we'll see you then on the next episode of Cooking with... Bainsy!